0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Speaking of Sustainability, the show where we introduce you to the leaders and change agents making a difference in the sustainability space. I'm your host, Colleen Falicki. After starting my composting business in 2017, I quickly realized that our communities are looking for more ways to be sustainable in their daily lives and to support eco-friendly businesses. I'm so excited to introduce you to some sustainable superheroes as we all look to make our planet a better place for years to come. I love the music on that. Welcome, everybody, to Speaking of Sustainability. I'm so glad you could be here today. Um, I'm super excited to introduce you to our guests, but before we do that... I just want to bring light to a uh, fact that I learned that blew my mind, um, and I think it will yours as well. The US makes up only 5% of the world population, but it throws away enough plastic bottles in a week to encircle the earth five times. That is insane. That needs to change. And that's why we're here. I'm here to introduce you to the change makers in our community who are making a difference uh, by their sustain- by being sustainable and sharing what they know and what they do uh, for our communities. So today, I would like to introduce you to a friend of mine, Kara Lehman. She is um, the owner of Kara Joe Skincare and Bee Farm. Welcome, Kara
1: hi Hello. it's so great to be here thank you for having me
0: yeah thank you so much for being here i'm i'm super excited to host you i know we were we were talking before about how we we talk all the time and <laughs> kind of an extension of that a recorded chat so a
1: recorded chat yeah <laughs> one thing that i just thought of when you were saying that quote was uh, something that blew my mind about plastic bottles and sustainability is Ever since recycling started, which I don't even know when that is, but um, only nine percent of plastic that mm-hmm. has ever been recycled is actually recycled. Like, so we put plastic into recycling, but since the start of recycling, only nine percent has wow. ever actually been recycled.
0: That's so insane.
1: gross. Yeah. yeah. So we just, just we another
0: need to one stop of those. using it for sure. Yeah, thanks for, for sharing sure. that with me. That's uh, it's disturbing. Um, well, today we're going to talk about, uh, with, with Kara, we're going to talk about pollinators and native plants, but I have some questions, uh, to ask you before we kind of dive into that. So, um, I'm going to ask you a little bit about, you know, where you're from and, and where you reside, uh, currently kind of a little bit about you.
1: Great. Oh, you want me to tell you right now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm currently in Bucks County. We've been—I grew up in Montgomery County, um, <clears throat> and I'm a high school English teacher at Wissahickon High School, and I've been for 19 years. Wow. And um, yeah, and so I was there doing it, um, and I also had like adult acne. I had child, tri- like childhood acne. I had. Acne in my 20s, it it never got rid of it. It actually was getting worse and worse and worse. And I was teaching and I was like this young teacher, actually like 23, 24 years old, teaching seniors that were basically my age, um, trying to stand up in front of them and uh, be an authority figure. And I was just like totally broken out and feeling so self-conscious and had been trying all of these skin cares, like, you know, the the Mm -hmm. doctor prescriptions, all of that forever. Nothing was working. And so I just wanted to get my confidence back and I wanted to be able to interact with my students and the world Mm -hmm. in a way that I felt comfortable. So I started making skincare on my own and it actually started with honey. I found out just the power of honey and that it Mm -hmm. really is a powerful antimicrobial, antifungal. Um, It actually hydrates the skin. And so I just started using honey. I was buying honey and putting it on my face. And yeah, and I saw huge results from it. Um, And then I was just, you know, whipping up some batches and I would have too much. Even my little Mm -hmm. batches that I was making, I had too much. So I was just giving it to my friends and asking them for feedback. And then it kind of just went from there. And I have so many people at the high school. So I was getting all of these different feedbacks from all of these different people. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's interesting.
0: So just plain honey on your face will make that big of a difference?
1: Huge difference. Yeah. It really changed everything. And then I started adding things to make it mm-hmm. more um just like different in different ways you know like sure. fit my needs in different ways and then it kind of just grew from there but yeah it's it uh and like a lot of acne products work but they dry out your skin mm-hmm. they flaky and gross and so it was I've used some over the years that. yeah yeah we all have and it was, so it was a way to combat that without spending an insane amount of money and also um without without over drying my skin. Cause like all acne products over dry the skin. So that's how it all came to be.
0: Wow. Interesting. Um, I must say that I use your skincare products and yes. I won't be without them. Thank it's, you it's, for your support. Yeah. It's, uh, my skin has never felt better once I switched to your products. And I know that they're locally made, you know, I'm supporting a local small business. Um, you have the honey that you harvest right there, and it, I feel like it's it's all around it it a sustainable way to make skincare
1: and use yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's you have to. One of uh, someone, one of my beekeeping teachers said this once, and I really loved it. You have to live in the world that you're given. So you know, we just do our best. Mm-hmm to be as sustainable as possible. So we actually, in the beginning, I was making this skincare and we were buying honey and I was buying honey from a farmer. I think it was out in like Lancaster mm-hmm. and we were spending all this money on honey. And I always was interested in beekeeping. And my husband and I had talked about beekeeping. And one day he was just like, so we're going to beekeep now, right? And I'm like, we are? Okay. <laughs> um, and then we took some classes and learned about it. Um, so we started using our own honey and then we started using our own beeswax once we were able to have enough hives to be able to do that. Um, I am working on like a winter face bomb that uses our propolis from our hives and then, yeah. And then just the beekeeping aspect, you know, once we started beekeeping, it really not forced us, but it helped us get in touch with the plants that were around us and what was in bloom
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: um, you know, what was providing for the bees and what did we need? And because beekeeping's really kept by the weather and not really the calendar. So, you know, okay. this, the, the temperature and the flora, um, so that was just a lead in to, you know, understanding plants and getting more in touch. So then we just, it, we just naturally started growing our own herbs, which um, we started using in skincare. Which that blew my
0: um, mind when, you fir- when, I, when I was talking with you when we first met, you were saying that you use the calendula in your skincare and you grow this wow. and that. And I was like, wow, not only do you make it, but you grow the, the items yourself. Yeah,
1: as much as we can, as much as we can, we really do. And um, the more that I'm learning, you know, adapting to it, and bringing different herbs into the skincare. Um, like this year, I grew loofah, which was. I saw, I saw that.
0: Amazing. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I got a couple. I got a couple. Uh-huh. I don't think I understand the loofah plant, but we, were, we had some success. And now uh-huh. I'm trying to figure out how I want to make it with soap. So it's just interesting, you know. Um, like adding it into your soap product yeah so like making a loofah soap okay you know? so it's like a kind of a scrubby soap um so just really trying to be inspired by the bees by the plants mm-hmm. and letting them i mean they're so they're such providers and they provide such um healing medicine mm-hmm. really for us that's that's right there right in front of us and so many of us don't even know that what's growing in our lawn and what's buzzing around us um, we can use to make ourselves healthier and we don't need to go very far you know so that's really been so inspiring in um in the sustainability it's not even like we tried to be sustainable it's just kind of as we learned more about the bees and more about what was around us. We just kind of happened. In, yeah. Cause we fell in love with it and it was fascinating. Like fascinating.
0: Wow. That's, that is fascinating to me to know that it like one thing led to another led to beekeeping, you know, first you're buying the, bee, the honey from someone else. Then you realize that you could do it yourself and keep the bees um, and then growing your own plants. Um and then tell me a little bit about I guess the plants that you grow and do you source them to make sure that they are natives or do you do you want to make sure that you're uh, growing native plants on your property or um, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so um, we do I mean non-natives and invasive species are, all over the place. Um, one way that I think is really cool—it's not guaranteed, so you have to, you know, check and make sure um, that it's giving you correct information—is this mm-hmm. app Seek? Have you ever used that app? I've heard of it, but I've not used it. It's yeah, it's great. I I don't know if it costs money now. It didn't when I got it, but for some reason I think it might, but I'm not sure and all you do is hover your phone over and over it and it'll tell you what it thinks it is. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, some plants are pretty similar. Um, and, and then like, if it's native, if it was introduced, if it's invasive and then another app that I use that actually is like a, um, it's a yearly subscription. I think it's like $77, but it's herb mentor and it's like learning herbs and they tell you, the, um, the constituents of the plants and what they're good for. And that's really good if you're really interested in it because you can Google stuff, but right. you get all different kinds of answers from that. And how can I really know that sure. that's correct? So that's like a really good resource to use um, to have you know um, valid and viable information. Um, so that was, you know, we used to walk around we were like, do you want to go on a nature walk? And we would walk around our property and we would bring the phone and we would snap all different things and just learn what was around us. That's um, great. and then in doing that, I'm like, oh my God, this works for this. And you can even use like, um, what is that yellow plant? That is like one of the first ones to bloom. Um, it's all over. Everybody has it. I can't think of it. Oh, no, right not, not burdock. Um, no. but whatever it is, um,
0: I know what you mean, but I can't think yeah, of it.
1: <laughs> it's something people even buy it to put along, but I was like, this is good for skincare. There's just so many, the plants all around us, native invasive mm-hmm. and, and not native. Like all, a lot of them have medicinal properties. So, um, I remember that, you were talking about the bee sting and you suggested a
0: plant. The plantain. Um, plantain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like nature. Yeah. Nature is so amazing and what it provides, and like the bees there and the plants are right there.
1: They're abundant. They're right there. And and plantain, everybody has plantain yeah. growing in their yard. They don't even know. It's those broad leaves with the little things sticking up. And mm-hmm. they provide not a huge amount of pollen for bees, but they provide pollen for bees. Um, and they will help extract. Um, venom from a bite. Mm -hmm. So you take the broad leaf and you chew it up. It's a little bitter. It's not too Mm -hmm. bad. And you like kind of make a poultice out of it and then you just put it on the sting and it helps draw out the sting. I personally don't mind getting stung because bee stings in and of themselves have medicinal properties to it. So that's interesting. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yes. Um, feel free to share if you want to. (laughs) Um, Putting me on the spot. Um I wish my husband was here right now. He'd be like, oh, well, I know all of the things. Um but no, if not, yeah. I don't want to say anything incorrect, so look it up. Um okay. but uh I would do that. That's fascinating yeah, to me. Yeah. And uh I think it's kind of like anti-inflammatory. Um, I think it sends like cortisol to the site and helps with like just repairing any tissue that's at the site because like you know if you have an injury on right. the body like your body's sending all this like repair repair so it's sending all of this repair the hormones or maybe not hormones but whatever it is to the site to help um just like give it an extra little boost wow um yeah that's plus way more than i just told you that is like beyond my pay grade. Um <laughs> i'm fascinated <by laughs> these is- are insanely fascinating. Wow. So um yeah so we just walked around okay so there were so many invasive species on our property like multiflora rose, right? And so what we did was we started it's 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 way overwhelming to think that um you're just going to like rid your property of invasive species because they're all over the place. And a lot of them are, the reason they're invasive is because they're rapidly growing. They grow by rhizomes, they spread seeds easily. Mm -hmm. Um, so what we did was we just took little sections and, um, we just focused on little sections, ripped up what we could, or just like planted what we could. Um, and also, even if like trimming back certain things to give light to other areas to really let the the natives grow and like flourish rather than being choked out by the invasive species.
0: Okay, so so, so section by section is how you went through your yard. How, like, is that how you would suggest if someone listening to this wanted to um, get rid of you know native or to get rid of invasives in their yard? What would be the first step?
1: First step is identify what is in your yard and just understand um, what you got going around. And I also think it's really important to not put plants in boxes like this is invasive, so this is bad and this is native, so this is good. And, you know, it's one for one and we got to get rid of the one and plant the other. Um, There are like, there's a lot of invasive species that are medicinal. And we can harvest them and use medicine out of them while trying to control their population, like multiflora rose. Have you ever tried to get rid of multiflora rose? No, I actually, know, don't. I don't know what it is. You do. It's everywhere. So you've seen it. It's like, oh, it's such a. It's I. I hate it, but I try not to hate it because it does have a purpose. Um, they're like these long, thorny um like limbs they have white flowers like white roses um and actually because they're wide open um pollinators can get to them especially like specifically honeybees can pollinate them easier because like other roses they kind of have to climb in Mm -hmm. and get them but like the pollen and nectar is exposed um so it is a food source um but they they grow by um their root structure is just insane, and they go really deep. And then Got I it. think what they do is like their long, spindly arms will like reroot in the ground, so they're just all over the place,
0: like almost um, like raspberry bushes. I feel like raspberry bushes yes,
1: could do that, but way worse. Wow. <laughs> and um, but they're really good for soil retention right? So like a lot of times, so they, I think it was like Japanese, I can't remember if it was Japanese knotweed, which is also invasive and also medicinal Mm -hmm. and also really good for pollinators, specifically honeybees. Um, But uh, in a time where like not a lot else is blooming. So, but like, so I Japanese knotweed and multiflora rose, a lot of times they, humans plant it For soil retention. And when floods come in and the waters come in, oftentimes everything will get washed out because the waters are so strong, but the root structure of these two plants really hold deep and they can help with Mm -hmm. like holding up banks and stuff. So it's important, you know, to just understand The benefits
0: um, of these, the benefits of having these plants there.
1: Yeah. Like we don't want to say the plants are bad. You know what? Guess who planted the plants? We planted the plants. And oftentimes these invasive species will root in areas that humans have disturbed. So, you know, we, we don't want to like point the finger at the plants or, you know, we want to think about like how we're interacting and what we're doing and how we're impacting um, the area to either support natives or support um, non-natives or or invasive. So what choices yeah. are you making? So step one is definitely um, understanding what's out there. And then step two, I think is, you know, looking up Um, like knowing your ag zone. So you want to know like what will grow, what won't, um, and then looking for spots that you want to, that you can and want Mm -hmm. to plant, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything super intimidating. Like Greg and I will take, we just moved to this property last year and we just bought all of these native wildflower seeds and we just walked around and we just threw them everywhere. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And, and then this year we started seeing the, them, pop up. Sometimes so, wildflowers take like two seasons to come around and it'll take a little bit longer. That. What'd you say? I didn't realize that. Yeah. So like, you know, just be patient, but it's, it can be simple. It can be as simple as that. Um, so you don't have to spend a lot to no, have these you don't have to plant. spend a lot and you can also propagate plants. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you can take, you can cut plants in half and move them around. That's always fun. Um, and like take seedlings and try to root them. Okay. Like if you just let even uh, like take it, take a section. So my friend lives in Ambler mm-hmm. and he doesn't have a lot of space, but he really wanted to kind of make like a, uh, he wanted to plant plants mm-hmm. and he wanted to plant native plants. And so what I said to him was, put down a little tarp and kill everything that's growing there and just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, start over again. So it was just sure. like this strip, like along the edge of his property. It wasn't even too big. Mm-hmm. And, and then he made a little like border because he wanted a border with bricks. And um, he's just meadowing it. And so sprinkling wildflowers, and we talked about. And then what we did was we came over to my house, and um, like we got goldenrod. We just like dug up some goldenrod Mm -hmm. and put it in there. Is Um, that sorry, I mean inner
0: inner. Check there, but is that the plant that you were talking about earlier—the yellow
1: plant—or no? no? Uh, Forsythia was the plant. Oh, okay. Yeah, Forsythia. You can—I've never used it, but when I looked it up, because now I'm like, okay, what's this plant? Ooh, what? (laughs) Like what? How is it magical? You know? Okay. And uh, I—it was just like, oh, you can use it in skincare. So then I'm always like, ooh, what can I make with this? Um, Or even just like teas, you don't even have to be, I mean, you have to be careful and make sure that you're getting the plant that you think it is. Right. So, um, but even just like pouring some hot water over some plants, like, like violets, you know, Mm -hmm. violets are some of the first things that come up in the, um, in the spring. Yeah. It's, it might even technically still be kind of winter at that point. And um, just like, you got to make sure that they're the right. I think that they have the heart shaped leaves. You have to make sure that they have heart shaped leaves mm-hmm. and going around and just picking them up and making violet tea is just yeah, fun. Nice. And it yeah. just, yeah. I think really the way to do this isn't to make it feel like work, like, Oh, right. i got to plant all these plants. It's what is this? And what can this Like, how can I interact with this thing? And what can this provide for me? And Mm -hmm. and how can I help this thing grow? Or how can I kind of remove it and still, what can it provide for me? And it might not provide anything, but even multiflora rose Mm -hmm. has rose hips. Sure. And the rose hips, I was walking around not that long ago, like a couple weeks ago, eating the rose hips from the multiflora rose and they're they're tart and They've got vitamin C in them, don't they? Yes, like, yes. High in vitamin and C like, and antioxidants. Mm-hmm. So I think just trying to have fun with it is yeah, really looking important. at it from a different perspective, right? Is what yes. it sounds
0: like. You're yes. instead of feeling like it's gonna be a job to do this and um how you know time consuming. Well, I wanted yeah. to ask you what would you say, um could be like a call to action or the biggest takeaway that you want to give our viewers and listeners to know how to support native plants and pollinators.
1: So I think something that we didn't mention is so native plants is important, right? And the reason that native plants are important is because native plants help support native pollinators. Hmm. So native pollinators and native plants have evolved together. And so native plants, a lot of times even native pollinators um, emerge at the time that their native plant, like the plants that they feed on, come around, oh wow, um, and bloom. Yeah, so um, and there might be viable sources for native pollinators, but because they didn't evolve with like introduced or invasive species, they mm-hmm. don't even visit those plants because they don't even know that that the food is available. Sure. So that's one of the reasons why supporting native species is is important, you know, and um, why we want to do it and why we want to give space and room for natives to grow um, mm-hmm. and maybe like cut back and, and uproot non-natives. Got it. And just and again, just like kind of learning what's around you, having fun with it and and falling in love with, you know, the earth and the plants. Mm -hmm. And um, I have, I have an herbalist teacher and he said just the other day that I thought was really great that we humans often talk about how we need to be stewards to the planet. And he was saying, you know, it's not really about being stewards to the planet because that puts us in control. And then we're, you know, inserting ourselves in places that we don't really necessarily maybe need to, and maybe to start thinking about having more of a symbiotic relationship Mm -hmm. with what's around us. So, um, you know, getting to, yeah, getting to know what's around us, um, developing a relationship with, with what's around us learning first and not even doing because that's a huge step. So it's not even like, okay, I got to go, I got to buy all these plants, but just like, let's, let's walk around. Let's take a nature walk. Let's find out what's around us. Let's find out what these trees are. Let's find out when they bloom and like trees want to grow, like looking at the ground and seeing are there little trees, you know, growing Mm -hmm. and and digging them up and putting them in a pot and watering them and letting them get bigger and then transplanting them. You don't have to spend all this money on new trees, but right. you know, have a little tree garden and wow. put a little, you know, like I love doing that. I think I have like a couple tulip poplars and a red bud in it, like growing in my okay. greenhouse right now to hopefully we'll see if they make it through the winter, but to just to replan. your property. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. And, and there's so many, like you can, do that with the other plants that you have on your property to propagate them. And I have a lot from friends and family that have given me over the years as opposed to going. And of course I've purchased some over the years, but just, and I also love the fact that it's from someone that I know and I can, I always think about that person when I look at it. So um, that's great too. And I also, I want to let our viewers know that and our listeners that they can follow Kara because she just shares all of this um, on Instagram at Cara Jo Skincare. So check her out, follow her, and make sure that um, you take a look at what she has going on because you'll you'll continue to learn from her. I know I am. And <laughs> uh, we're gonna go to the breakdown now, uh, which is we're gonna um, kind of break down a myth that um, we think everyone. Um, the myth that everyone needs to be zero waste. So um, I know, uh, I, th- I feel like Carrie, you had like a quote we were talking about earlier.
1: Yeah. So um, Anne-Marie Bonneau, I think that's how you say her last name. She's the zero waste chef. I think she's at zero waste chef on Instagram. Um, she's good, but she's she said something that really stuck with me. We need We don't need a handful of people doing zero waste perfectly. We need millions of people doing it imperfectly. And I actually was talking about zero waste um, on my website and somebody was on my website because we have beeswax wraps on our website and we use our beeswax from our bees. And they, first of all, they didn't know what beeswax wraps were. So they're um, it's like a replacement for like a the plastic plastic bag, saran wrap, all that kind of stuff. Reusable, you wash them. But he, he was like, what's zero waste? I don't know what zero waste is. So I don't know if there's one, I don't know. Do you have a definition of zero waste, Colleen? I mean, I feel like um, it's, a, it's a tough to
0: say, but just like using <laughs> the least amount of products in your daily life that results in like waste that you're outputting. Um, but I, you're right. Yeah. Like we don't need, we don't need to do it perfectly. It's and it, and I feel like a, a lot of people get stressed to think that they need to do it perfectly or else not do it at all. But that's not the case. Just if you do a couple of things or even start out with one thing, in, imperfectly, makes a world of difference um, as opposed to just trying to do it all. So take small steps and incorporate and start, you know, either following, follow Kara Joe, follow zero waste chef and just take those small steps. Um, maybe once a month, try something different or once a quarter, but you'll um, end up doing far more than if you try to do it all at once. And if we all try to do it all at once, but we're, if we all do something, it makes a
1: difference. So. Yes. And I find that it's just a mental shift. So for us, it wasn't, it was just kind of like we talked about our progression with character skincare and bee farm. It just, you you make these shifts and you learn about it and then you just know more and then you do differently and then you learn from that. So it's just, it just becomes a natural progression over years and years and years.
0: I agree with you. Same here. It starts with something and kind of goes from there and you learn more and, you know, don't beat yourself up about not doing it before and just kind of move forward um, and go, you know, go from what you know. So, well, thank you again for, for being here today and for sharing all of your knowledge with us and with our viewers and listeners. Um, I know. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It'll be beneficial for a lot of folks. I know um, it's uh, bees and native plants are Uh, of a lot of
1: interest, so. And and importance, we need them, we need them all. Yeah, Yeah, we need to support them, so.
0: Fantastic, well, thanks again, and thank you for tuning in to Speaking of Sustainability. Um, Please like, share, and join us next time. Thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode of Speaking of Sustainability. Please follow and support our guests as we encourage you to continue doing your part to make a difference in our global community. And don't forget to rate, like, and share. See you next time.